0: Podcast sponsored by Flyro. This podcast is sponsored by Flymo, home of The Hover, and the only garden brand that my nan will use. Don't bother asking her about the rest. She only wants a Flymo. My nan loves them. My mum and dad love them. I love them. Everything I've had from Flymo, is quality, it's affordable and it's designed to make caring for your garden easy. From the robotic, which will literally just do the work for you, that's my sort of gardening, to the hovers that will literally guide over the grass, cut it for you, sorted. Anything that makes tidying your garden quickly and easily is a win in my book. Now, my nan bought my hover for me about 10 years ago, probably went old school and got it from a shop, and you can do the same. Or, you can hit the link in the description, flymo.com, you get free delivery on all orders over 45 quid. You can't ask better than that. Get it delivered, get that grass cut. Today's podcast is the best bits from last night's show. We are live every Monday to Thursday, 8 till 10, on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Anywhere, are we anywhere else Them Just them places at the moment If you want to watch If you want to get involved If you want to phone in Monday to Thursdays 8 Till 10 Skimmy <laughs> When I th- when I found out that you were doing this, yeah, I was um I was shocked. Like I didn't re- I'd never realised it was anything that was on your radar beforehand. Um yeah.
1: So so what, what got you into it in first place? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, my mum my mum's a gardener, um and. I uh, you know, was always a kind of keen hobby gardener. And then uh, about 10 years ago, moved down to the countryside. And um, she, I was doing quite well on television. And I was like, I was like, get yourself a nice house, mum. Like, let's, you know, let's, let's, you know, let's have like, a beautiful place to retire. And um and she found this old kind of like tatty old cottage in the middle of nowhere she's got incredible vision, my mum, and she was just like, it's gonna be like this, and then that's how the garden's gonna come down, and this bit's gonna sweep round here and create this amazing thing with a dingley. And I was like, Really? Okay, cool. <laughs> um, and um and so and so for the last 10 years, that's what that's been her main focus is creating this incredible garden. It's now part of the national garden scheme, and she does open gardens and they raise money for the church and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so it's certainly, you know, I've been around it the last kind of 10 years or so. Um, we have a kind of running you know. So like I, I, in my, you know, um, journey of self discovery, I've ended up taking quite a lot of plant medicine. And every time I go off to the, you know, to go and do some plant medicine ceremony, she'd be like, cool, why don't you just grow a garden, man? Like, it's the same thing, you know? And I'm like, no, mom, you don't understand. You know, I have to go to the Amazon and drink this potion. She's like, cool, mate. Um, <laughs> And, um, and yeah, I suppose kind of, uh, really like, you know, very potted history, uh, you know, 10 years ago, I'm on television, everything's going great running this whole narrative that when I get to X, which is, which is primetime television, then I'll be really happy. I was doing mainly kind of youth stuff and Saturday morning stuff and all the rest of it. Um, finally got into primetime television. Obviously it doesn't make any difference what time of day you're on television. It's all the same thing. Um, and and just wasn't really feeling fulfilled and 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 was feeling a little bit kind of anxious about society and where we were going and where we headed and what my contribution to that was and, and frankly uh, at that point I was making kind of game shows and um you know none of the well well I don't know nuns maybe a sweet mistake but i, I it's, it's my opinion that not many of the main kind of decision makers in the world are sitting at home watching game shows you know game shows primarily is distraction for poor people mm-hmm. um, uh, when you're watching the world go and you're kind of complicit in selling distractions to everybody it doesn't feel very good you know yeah um and so then I, I kind of recognized that I needed to you know to j- i needed to do some stuff and and i needed to help and i needed to be part of the solution um and i kind of you know kind of radically changed my life and you know said to my agent i'm not going on telly for a bit and i'm gonna sell my house and i'm gonna get rid of my team and i'm just gonna go and you know figure out who i am and what's important to me um and i did a lot of community work in the middle of all of that and felt uh If I'm honest, quite frustrated, quite quickly, you know, seemingly, you know, metaphorically speaking, there's there's a kind of endless stream of half dead bodies that you can pull out the river and put a blanket on and give a cup of tea to. And you turn around, there's another five thousand, you know, and so what you realize is, you know, of course, there's merit in standing there looking after people. But uh, it's it's not my kind of makeup and I'm more I want I want to figure out solutions. So I want to go upstream and figure out what the problem is at source. And, you know, we have a lot of kind of fundamental structural issues with our system, which means that there's an endless, you know, kind of supply of people who are getting over, basically. Um, And so I was doing all this community stuff, realising that actually it's very hard with adults, you know, short of the building being on fire, it's very hard to get adults to go in the same direction at the same time so so then you know kids are are obviously the solution if you can turn a kid into a jihadi you can turn a kid into a light warrior you just need to feed them with the right stuff um and that's my dog waldo if you can see him anyway and and um and so i kind of knew i wanted to get into education and then a a mate of mine uh, had had written a book he he wrote uh, books primarily on plant medicine and and said to me i'm coming to london Uh, would you interview me Uh, Would you do the Q&A with me kind of thing? I said, yeah, no problem. Send the book over thinking it was just going to be another one, um, you know, on a kind of similar vein. And and it turns out it was called How Soon Is Now, which was about the ecological mega crisis, which obviously now everybody's, you know, fully up to speed with. But three years ago, you know, you had to be a kind of climate enthusiast to, to be across it, you know. Yeah and and for whatever reason all all, all the kind of information that i was so easy to kind of bat away you know on the news or newspapers or whatever just all of a sudden just kind of landed with me and i was like oh oh no like if we don't radically change our behavior we're finished you know um and and frankly everything else is kind of arbitrary and then and and then when you're also kind of getting frustrated with the fact of like how are you ever going to bring these two kind of like you know warring parties together when you look all over the world with all these different conflicts, you're like, there's only one real kind of irrefutable thing that joins everybody, and that's we're all dependent on the well-being of, earth, you know, the earth. You know, so then I'm like, hang on a minute, maybe long shot. This is this maybe this is the one kind of unifying thing. Um, so so I was like, right, we need to raise the environmental literacy of you know all the kids in the country. I was like, we need to set up Jedi training camps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to make eco-warriors, but they won't even know they're eco-warriors because it will just be the default setting, you know? Yeah. So I rang my mate, who's a headmaster of a big comprehensive up in North London and started you know, babbling away on the phone. He's like, oh, mate, why don't you come and see me and then we'll have a talk about it. Anyway, I went up there, he really liked the idea. Uh, and he said, as it happens, that the school uh, that we're involved with is called the Totteridge Academy. It's right at the end of the Northern line. So right at the kind of top end of London, just as you're getting into Green Belt territory. Um, and uh and he's like we've got a six acre field sitting out the back and, and we were going to do an astroturf on it but we never had the money so it's been sitting there dormant for 10 years um you can have it you know right wow. so, fantastic here we go this is it you know and then i'm stood in my six acre field and i'm like i've never grown a carrot in my life you know what i mean i never i've never grown anything they never managed to keep a plant alive Uh, knew absolutely nothing about kind of environmental studies you know and I was like cool uh so better go and cram up quite quickly you know um and and I went around and talked to anybody who talked to me who worked in outdoor education and um and I uh and and pretty much across the board they all said look if you really want this thing to work don't get like, don't make it a hundred percent around just growing vegetables, you know, because some people get turned on by that, and some people just it won't, it's not their thing, you know. Really, if you want if, if I was going to do my thing differently, I, I would look at I take a kind of three hundred and sixty holistic approach to the well being and the child. Um, so the the project that I set up is is called Grow. Um, we teach. Uh, we're piloting up at this big comprehensive in North London. It's an academy now, but it was in a comprehensive for fifty years. Um, uh, we teach as part of the curriculum year seven eight and nine which are the first three years of secondary school and um, we get an hour a week with them and that's a kind of shop window to 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 get our curriculum in front of them and then if you like that we do we do a um we do after school stuff and weekend stuff and, and you know extracurriculum um and so uh, grow uh, over the course of the last year or so as as, as kind of uh Shapeshifted various times, but I think we've kind of settled on it now. And so we've broken it into there's there's four kind of uh, modules. That's five. <laughs> there's four modules. Uh, the first one uh, is ground, which, as the name would suggest, is about about food growing and looking after animals and getting outside and environmentalism and forest school and all that good stuff that you you know that's what you do for a living. Um, and then we have uh, flow. Uh, which is all about getting into flow state, into your highest vibration. So, you know, breath work, yoga, mindfulness, you know, just really getting yourself in touch, well, getting in touch with yourself, really. So you can, so you, so you give yourself kind of solid foundations. Um, and then uh, then we got think. So unfortunately, a lot of the, um, because of the focus on getting kids through exams, a lot of the creativity and the critical thinking is knocked out of them. Right. So they're yeah. always looking for a kind of linear route to the right answer and they're petrified of being wrong. And they're always looking for this A plus B equals C thing. Uh, and so what we've done is we, we're working with the British Philosophical Society uh, and we kind of we go in there and we, we get them to a philosophical debate. And so it's what you think and what you feel. And there is no right and there is no wrong. And, you know, you get used to talking to each other and building on each other's ideas. And the next thing, you know, clack, 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 you know, A plus B equals Z minus one, you know, P, yeah. X, Y, you know. Um, and it's amazing to watch the kids, you know, really, really, you know, watching their imaginations go wild, you know. And it's, it's quite, I mean, it's, it's also uh, slightly depressing. Like when we've done it with older kids in the school, they really struggled. And when we do it with the year sevens, they're like, "Oh, and then this happened, and then that happened, and then the bird became a tree, which was also a truck, you know." And tick, tick, yeah. tick, 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 you know, so um, it just shows you what's what's going on in our education system, you know. And we're at a good school run by amazing teachers, and 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 yet, unfortunately, because of what they're having to conform to by way of a, a kind of curriculum, um, in the end, it kind of beats a lot of the you know critical creative thinking, as I say out the kids and then finally the, the final module is thrive and so essentially uh ground flow think is is what you're doing and then you take all of your learning in that and then you go and put it into your own life and you, you you join one of our clubs whether that's a uh you know a youtube club or a gardening club or a boxing club or whatever and that's the thrive section so that's you taking what you've learned and going out into the real world with it taking control of it and that's it mate okay. you know
0: did you did you literally just start it and then that sort of come from it was it just like to begin with just growing and then
1: uh when i when i originally when i was kind of like when i originally put it to the headmaster it was a it was a kind of uh eco eco warrior training camp is what it was uh and then as as I say, when I went and talked to a bunch of people who literally just work in kind of environmental studies and outdoor learning with kids and predominantly folks around growing, they were like, Look, man, just broaden this thing out, you know, find a route into the kids. And that's what I guess I've learned the most in the last year or so. Uh, unfortunately, the system, you know, and it's, it's easy, you know, caveat all of this, you know, it's easy for me to say this. I've only been in it, you know, a couple of years and we're only doing it on a small level. So, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of uh, kind of, Uh, systemic um uh what's the right word like uh like there's a bunch of stuff that 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 that, that means it's very difficult when you start doing things at scale Mm. but what i've learned i think is uh you need if you can you need to you need to figure out what the kids want to do and then try and weave your agenda into it rather than getting the kids pacifying them, you know, subjugating them, and then trying to push your agenda onto them because already by then their eyes are rolling and they don't really care, you know. So, for example, um, if I go to a lot of the kind of, you know, schools the same as when you and I were at it, if you can get the older kind of cooler kids into something, then a lot of the younger ones will follow. Um, uh, So if I go to the older kind of cooler kids uh, and say, do you want to do some yoga and some gardening and some breath work and all the rest of it, (laughs) they're like, no, mate, you know. However, um, if I go to them and said you want to join our boxing academy, they're like, yes, I'm there. What what you got for me, you know? And then of course, when they're doing their boxing uh, program, they have to do a nutrition module. Okay, mm-hmm. so they have to come out on the field and see how things are grown. Oh, hang on a minute, you're doing some gardening, you know. Uh, then we do a sports psychology, you know, section. So it's all about visualization, manifestation, focusing on the win. We're going to do some breath work. We're going to do some meditation. Oh, hang on a minute, you're meditating, you know. So we're getting into your flow. Um, Uh, And then uh, and then we'll do, uh, you know, like sports science. So learning different ways, you know, the anatomy works. So hang. So let's have a look. We'll do some yoga. Maybe we'll try that out. Here's Anthony Joshua doing some yoga. Uh, Here's Conor McGregor doing animal flow and calisthenics. So you get them all. So you just have to be smart about how you weave your thing in. Yeah. Yo, let me just quickly interrupt
0: this piece of audio gold to let you know about my How To Get Kids Gardening book with me, the skinny Jean Gardener. It's all about creating real memories, gardening as a family, packed full of over 30 different gardening ideas and makes to get you outside to get those little hands real Messy and muddy. In this book, Lee has brought together my passion of nature and wildlife along with my love of grow your own. Not my words, dear listener, but the words of Jimmy Doherty. Oh, yes, of Jimmy's farm. That's the guy. Uh, Thanks so much to him for saying so many kind words. And if you want to experience what he's experienced with the book, sure, then you need to head over to Amazon.co.uk. Type in How to Get Kids Garden and boom. You found it. It's also in the episode notes, so go down there and click on that link. It's ten quid. Well, nine ninety nine, but you know, it's ten quid. It's available right now. How many of you? How many of you are at that school doing this?
1: Um, there's probably um, in our kind of core team. There's probably I think there's five of us or six of us, of course, part time and full time. And then uh, there's probably the same again in uh, facilitators and coaches and, uh, you know, volunteers. And we've got a couple of apprentices we've just taken on as well, which is great. So, you know, probably all told we had a, if we had a Christmas party, there'd probably be about 15 of us. I'd imagine.
0: Oh, quite.
1: And so it's the idea that this is going to be rolled out at like all schools in the future. That's the, that's the plan. Definitely. Yeah. So if we can get it right here, you know what, you know, the, the, the truth is, um, whilst, everybody can see the merit in, in what we're doing, uh, you know, big scale systems really run on data. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to, we need to show metrics that this improves the stuff that they're, you know, really worried about and stuff that's, that can't be perceived as being soft skills really. Um, which is what a lot of this would come under. Um, so if we can, if we can show, uh, that with kids who are involved in grow, uh, their attendance is better, their behaviors better, their overall scores go up on their exams, you know. they you know, so on and so forth. If we can hit all of that, then for sure the Department for Education will be like, you know, irrespective of what somebody's driver is as to why they want it. I, I couldn't care less. So you know, if I, if that's what they're interested in, and I can prove that, they'll take growth, you know, and they'll 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 run with it. So that's essentially what we're trying to do. How how are you funding it at the moment? Uh, sorry, mate, you just cracked out there. How are you funding? How are you funding this at the moment? Big borrowing and stealing. So, so uh, you know, I I remortgaged my house to put a load of money up at the beginning, so we could kind of get going. Um, had some really really incredible donors, you know, come and, and supported us and helped us. Um, uh, Mayor of London's got behind us, uh, and you know, we we did a crowdfunding thing where so a lot of community, you know, could get behind us as well. And uh, and then and then as you were just we're just kind of converting into a fully fledged charity and are under our own steam at the moment, which means we'll be um, uh, we'll be able to get hold of, you know, kind of grants and, and, you know, trusts and all the rest of it. So. So, yeah, it's, you know, it, basically, you've got to try and keep you've got to try and keep it going for a few years. Uh, until you can get a bit of profile and you can establish establish yourself and then those great big pots of money from you know the national lottery and comic relief and and you know big institutions like the Welcome Trust and the Esme Fairburn thing um they then can see okay these guys are legit and they're doing something good and they're here to stay and we'll support them. You know, there there is quite a lot of money out in the system. You just got you've got to stick around for a few years. That's yeah, true. Uh like show you like a flash in the pattern. Well, yeah. Can you send some money over? You
0: know, what <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you mean. The parents must like obviously see the difference from their kids. So they like community-wise, like you must get a lot of support now yeah. you're sort of Def- in the
1: school. Definitely, yeah, yeah. We I mean, like all summer we ran. Um, we had a uh, so so uh, on a Wednesday uh, we'd send so so free school meals were running a lot over the summer at schools. Some schools were giving out vouchers so the parents could go to the supermarket and grab some bits. Some schools were giving out food packages. Our school was doing both. Um, And so we were supplying a lot of vegetables to the to the school canteen. And and that was going out to the kids, which was great. And of course, the the kids and the parents would come in every week and we'd see them and have a nice chat and build a really lovely relationship with them. Um, And then uh, and then also we'd have a um, like a farm sale every week selling produce. and you know, I'm I won't I'm not gonna tell you there was like a hundred people, you know, lining up down the street, but you know, every week, different parents, different kids, everybody coming back, come and have a look around the field, you know, play with you know, play with the chickens or I don't know what I don't know how you play with chickens, but you know, interact with the chickens. Um and and yeah, and it was it was lovely, you know, and you definitely feel it. You feel, you know, you know, you know, like anything in life, you know, there's no um you know, I haven't got a kind of like a like a kind of like a badge or anything or or, or or an absolute marker that can tell me this is definitely happening, but you feel things, you know, and you you can feel when I've been, you know, been around long enough to know when something's happening or something's not happening, you know, and this is this yeah. is definitely happening, you know, and you can feel it.
0: Have you any, had any like pushback from like teachers and that? Because one thing I found doing what I do is you you always get like the teachers that are like bang into it and all over it and love it. And then there will always be ones that stand at the back and sort of a little bit like, What's going on here?
1: Yeah, I mean, as with anything in life, you know, there's there's always people who are asleep, you know, and and or people who think differently. And uh, I think you've got, I think we've got a finite amount of energy, and uh, you know, I think you just have to concentrate on the ones who've got their eyes open and can see what it is, you know. And if they, after the other ones want to come with us, then then great. And if they don't, you know, that's also their prerogative, you know. I had I had this kind of uh, funny little moment uh, a couple of a month or so ago just so we, we are, we've got our field and then another big field and then there's a great big estate uh, called Dollis Valley uh, which is where most of our kids come from and we went on to Dollis Valley and, and there's a thing called the Rainbow Center there which is an amazing you know uh, kind of community center uh, that they're doing their best to defund and smash the bits but anyway that's another story um anyway so we we, we took the kids the, we were going to take the kids up to the farm Mm-hmm. and spend the afternoon there and I went and got a group of these kids and we're walking out across the the field which is literally 100 meters from where all of them live right and I'm like do you guys come out here oh no no we don't come out here no no, no. You know, there's like there's you know drug dealers and we're not drug there's like homeless you know drug drug take drug addicts or whatever living out here and I was like wow okay and and you know like beautiful beautiful hit hit you know kind of rolling fields that go on into the countryside it's so nice anyway um and in order for us to um get out to the in order for us to get to our field uh, you have to go over like a tiny little brook like a tiny little stream kind of thing yeah and it's the middle of summer so the water's not high and they've got kind of stepping stones going through it i'd, I'd say it was probably like six on ten for difficulty this thing yeah and we, we we get to it. And, you know, there's like a, you know, 65-year-old lady in our group who's got hip problems. There's tiny little, you know, kids, you know, like, and everybody's like, we got this. And That's one girl just started. Do you know what I mean? She's like, I don't want to go there. I'm not going through that. I'm not having this. And at the beginning, I, I was like, I was kind of entertaining it. And I was just like, hey, calm down. Don't worry. And everything's going to be okay. And we'll find a solution. And she just kept on and kept on. And I just thought, you know what? Some people are going to get left on the other side of the stream, man. Like that's how it is. Yeah. I I, I haven't got time for this. This is already difficult enough as it is, you know. So to try and sort it out. I just walked over into the middle of the stream, helped everybody across. She was the last one. I was like, you can come if you want, and if you don't want to come, you live just there. So just walk home, you know. And of course, she was like oh yeah no come on come on come and then then she came across and she had the best day and afterwards she was like sorry about earlier and uh you know so um you know i think of course you you know you have to you know you have to respect everybody's different and you have to try to bring everybody to the table and you have to do it with love and compassion and all the rest of it but you also have to accept that some people are stuck in their narrative and uh you know as i say you know we, we we're on a bit of a you know we're on a clock here you know if we don't sort this out you know, then we're all finished. So um, there's only so much. You know, there is going to be some collateral damage. I suppose is the is the kind of callous way of looking at it.
0: Yeah, we it, it waste a lot of time if not. I suppose. Yeah, um, which is the thing. Um, like at the moment, obviously because of like COVID and and that and that seems seems to like just run over it pretty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, has that been has that been a struggle to do stuff? Stuff still. Have you still been able to
1: to make it happen. I mean, the, the truth is we haven't had any kids around for, or we haven't had many kids around for the summer. Yeah. Um, uh, which has obviously been a bit weird because doing a kids' programme with no kids is, is slightly abstract. Um, we've been doing some stuff online with a lot of kids. Um, uh, as I say, we had some kind of like contact points when, they, when they've been coming in with their families to come to pick up the, you know, free school meals or, or, or you know, get some stuff from the, the shop. Um, but... Uh, but also the flip side of that is we've had six months to like smash it out and get the farm in great shape and not been focusing on teaching, but actually been focusing on doing. And, and now, you know, from, from literally a kind of barren field, uh, six months ago, we've got like a fully fledged community garden. So Amazing. yeah. You know, has swings and roundabouts. And also I think kind of longer term, if you're pushing a kind of alternative narrative that people need to get outside and get in touch with the nature and, and then, um, you know take your foot off the gas a bit then you know global pandemics maybe you know not the worst thing to you know kind of back up your argument
0: it's definitely boosted
1: that (laughs) that side
0: of things isn't it Um, six weeks holiday so do you in the six weeks holiday, do you manage to use the farm
1: when the kids aren't at school yeah so we so we um our land is kind of adjacent to the school right so you can access it without go without being in the school so yeah we were we were we were there. We, we, so the idea is uh, nine till three during term time. It's a it's a school uh, facility. So it's for our school and other primary schools in the
0: borough.
1: Right. Or other, anybody wants to come, any schools that want to come to it, basically. And then outside of that, so outside of, 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 of term hours, um, uh, it's a community project. OK, so have you had, have, have you had any other schools come yet or? Um, we've had uh, we've had primary schools come up, yeah, and we're yeah. just in the process of doing a we're doing a bid with um, uh, John Lyons, which is a really amazing charitable trust, basically who give grants, and and we're doing a project with our with our four main feeder schools. So if right. we get, we'll, we'll know in November if we get that, and then um, and then that will mean we do we've got a three year kind of firm funded project of getting the kids up to school and that m- make it easier to concentrate on. The other stuff, yeah.
0: If it was, if it was to be replicated elsewhere, would you have, would you have to do, to do that? Would you have to, um, to have this like away from the school, so like the school come to it, or would it be on the school grounds?
1: I, I think um so. I don't need to tell you this. But like, it's amazing what you can, what you can grow on ten by fifteen meters, for example, if you know what you're doing. You know yeah. what I mean probably feed you can probably do most of the vegetables for a school on something like that you know um so you don't need acres and acres and acres of land so if you're if you're a school with a bit of you know green chances are we can probably you know and, and there's a lot of dead zones in schools there's a lot of roof space you know if you're if you're creative with it you can probably figure out a way to to you know to use that land um, and yeah. if you're talking about like real in like real real inner city schools where they've literally got like a small tarmac you know, playground. Um I, I suppose long term what we what we'll do is we'll work with councils and we'll work with property developers who, who are, you know, endlessly trying to kind of greenwash and make themselves look good. Um and, uh, and and create kind of like sit you know, central urban hubs uh where you can you can, you know, like you could stick one in the middle of, you know, five schools and everybody can use it, basically. So yeah. so you know, community farm from that perspective. Uh, obviously with our curricula, um our curriculum you, you you don't you know there's, there's three um I don't know why i keep putting up the wrong amount of fingers obviously quite early uh there's three different modules so you've got ground you've got flow you've got think you know there's a lot you can do um uh, there's a lot you can do without having any outside space at all you know for example the last couple of weeks we've actually even been doing our ground module inside one of the classrooms or just out the back of one of the classrooms so it's all doable, you know. It's just about whether there's a will there, and 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 if you if you want to make it work, you know. As we know, you know, like literally anything is possible. <laughs> are you just concentrating on secondary, or are you doing primary as well? So there's a lot of. I mean, this is a sweeping statement from someone who's been in education all of two years. Uh, <laughs> when I looked around, there's a hell of a lot of stuff going on in the in the in the primary scene. Yeah. Yeah. So, there's um there's loads of kids even just from when we started uh, to now like the amount of year sevens now come and go like oh you know we we had a we grew vegetables at our primary school uh we did some yoga we did some breath you know you know mindfulness or whatever um and so there seems that kind of there seems to be a level of, of literacy and all the stuff we're interested in 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 primary schools and then what happens is they come out of the primary school, they go into this, you know, exam factory thing. And then gradually over the course of the next couple of years, all of that good stuff kind of just gets pushed to the side. Because unfortunately, the only, you know, metrics that uh, that, that will see the school get more funding the next year are, are getting these exam results. Yeah. You know, and, and, then it, and then it kind of wanes. So I suppose what I uh, want us to do is set up a program so that when these kids turn up in year seven, and if they've had experience of all this good stuff, we can get hold of it and go like, right, come on, let's, yeah. you know, let's, let's ramp it up.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Because I don't, the reason I ask is because one of the, um, so I've been thinking a lot this year about what to do with primary schools because I've, they, they do do a lot there, mm. but it usually always um, tilts on that one teacher. And if that teacher leaves and that school doesn't do it. And I've been really, um, I don't want to just come up with another because there's loads of. You're right. There's loads of bits for primary schools, like RHS, and all different sorts of organisations that are all chucking their stuff at schools, but nothing um, brings anyone together. So yeah. sometimes it feels like I don't know. Sometimes if you might feel like this from other bits, but sometimes it feels like people want to be the hero of this of stories. Yeah, and. Um, and actually, the the kids get lost in that because they want this these like brand stuff, like when like when I did stuff with MS at the start of the year it was great because we got kids excited, but they were like the hero of the story, and then they were like, well, "See you later," and that was it. Um, so I'm really I don't want to just chuck in like another organisation to get it going. So it's, it's a difficult. Well, yeah, thing.
1: I mean, my, my my thoughts on that are um, how I suppose the first time I got involved um, with cool like with, with with like interesting education stuff um was with an organization called independent thinking right i think they're called independent thinking i'll double check that afterwards um and um it's a group of teachers who are doing things differently uh who all just kind of made this kind of loose association and then the idea is you're you're in a kind of you're in a community you can share ideas and once every 6 weeks one of the schools does an open day and and you can go round as a member of independent thinking and have a kind of you know be able to go around and see what's going on in that school and that yeah. way you're able to just amplify and 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 you know shortcut loads of cool stuff and and join up so um, <clears throat> i definitely think that there needs to be a kind of, not a governing body per se, but a kind of, like a, like a kind of community uh, hub. And that doesn't necessarily mean to have to be a physical community hub. I meant more kind of uh, metaphorically speaking where you're like the kind of association of, you know, green stuff in primary schools or whatever it is, you know, like you will have to find a better name than that. Um, And, uh, and then, and then whether or not the school is implementing the innocent smoothie growing, you know, uh, Program or the MNS one or the RHS one or the whatever, you yeah. guys are all there to say right. Come on, like, like you know, like let's let's create some kind of coherent organization in the middle of this where we can see what each other see what everybody's doing, share ideas, not make the same mistakes, not double up, you know. Um, and and uh, and I definitely think there's space for that, and it needs it, you know, because otherwise, as you say, it's just a bunch of disparate people all coming in all thinking they you know they're kind of like they're coming to save the day or they know better than the next person and uh, and as you say it's very reliant on the individual so that person then falls out of the loop and 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 then all, you know they start the program and then it all just kind of dwindles off and then there's a load of half dead plants there kind of thing you know and the kids are yeah. like oh that's uh, that, is that how you is that how you look at it? it's almost better you don't do anything rather than do that you know yeah um, so yeah I think there's I think there's definitely space, you know, and I'd, I'd, I'd be super up for you know helping in any way we can to to try and create this kind of union of of people who are who have a vested interest in horticulture in schools, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, how is your horticultural knowledge now, mate? Absolute rubbish, mate. I'm, <laughs> I, I can. I, 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 I. It's funny, you know, that the. And it's a pattern in my life. It's not just, you know, it's here, you know, the same things, obviously just, you know, showing themselves up again. But I like I like having an idea, trying to figure out how you can deliver that idea. And then I, and then I always just kind of scoop around the edges of it when it's really kind of running, you know. So I'm there, like, you know, I was doing all, I was getting all the cooch out. I was digging all the, you know, I was digging all the beds. I um, was making sure... Everything had come from wicks, I was you know like you know lumping all the mud around or you know the 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 you know whatever just like you know anything i'll you know lump it around um I'll deliver all the vegetables i'll do you know I'll put the tent up where we cover our you know cover ourselves in the rain um but for some reason i haven't i haven't you know totally got the you know like i haven't i still haven't grown anything myself completely from seed. Don't panic! I'm not going to do my top ten question <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> gardening <employer. laughs>
0: Then yeah. people like people like you are important though to, to bring it together because you know, um, I know I know loads of people in horticulture, but without ideas, people and people to actually make it happen, it, it just wouldn't happen. Yeah. Um, where can yeah. everyone, where can everyone find out more about this dude? Yeah. Um,
1: www.wearegrow.org. Awesome. is at grow and loads of underscores.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much, dude, for coming on the podcast.
1: Good kid man. Thank you for having me. And yeah. um, 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 as and when uh, you're coming to London, man, we'd love to have you up to the school. And if you want to knock heads about how we could create some kind of, uh, some kind of, it's not even a governing body but just some you know some kind of way of some some way of holding the space and, and letting everybody come and share ideas definitely check out that independent thinking as well they're really cool even they're, they're really cool just to be part of that and go and see some schools and see how people are doing things differently it's wicked
0: yeah well, it's cuz it's funny you say that about the um cuz when i did this tour we were obviously doing getting all the pots and getting the kids gardening and then they showed me around the schools afterwards and uh, they were showing me all the other um, campaigns with the dead plants. And I was like, great. Right. See you later. We did a documentary on it. And literally by the end, it was like, I feel like I'm part of the problem. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, that's the thing you've got to sort of, um...
1: yeah, but you know what? It's all like, it's all, uh, that's how we learn, man, you know, and, and, you know, and and there's so many good intention people, uh, you know, like, Things are successful, I think, because of systems. You know, like that's how you make things successful. And you can have loads of good ideas, and you can have loads of energy, and you can have loads of goodwill, and all the rest of it. But if you don't put the right systems in there, it all just kind of like in the end, you know. And like that, that that kind of rigor and organization, and all the rest of it, and it's dull. And you know, and you're like, oh god, is everything, you know? But like that, that's what makes things function smoothly, you know. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you've had now had firsthand experience of this thing. And now you can step back from it and go, right, like, I see the landscape. I can see the pitfalls. You should get in touch with half a dozen other people who've done other things and go, like, tell me the best bits about what you did and the worst bits about what you did, which is exactly what I did with Grow, you know. Yeah. And then go, OK, let's all agree that this is the kind of, you know, this is the, you know, roughly speaking, this is the the the, 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 the kind of journey of how these things should work from from beginning to end. And then let's, you know, let's be a resource and let's help people. So when the next bunch of well-intentioned, you know, well-meaning, well-funded, well-whatever group of people come to try and do something, you can say, look, our, you know, our cumulative experience suggests that this is the way to go and, and we can help you and we can hold your hand through this. And when and, and really also what's interesting is if you had, um, you know, like, and it doesn't cost a lot because you can get universities to do it if you measure the data in the, if you can give impact reports to how these things have, have really affected kids and you just show them a few, like you show them the Marks and Spencer's one and go in the end, it didn't really do anything mm-hmm. that people will start listening. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's what, people you know, like, like anecdotally, like, Oh, it didn't work so great. Nobody cares about that. Like proper robust data that goes like, look, this is where it went wrong this is how, you know, and we've talked about it and this is our, you know, response and this is how it can be better, then shit will change, you know.
0: Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you fancy giving it a review, then five stars only. You know the score. Just five stars. Write what you want after that, can't you? But five stars in your podcast app. Uh, Thanks to Flymo, flymo flymo.com for all your Flymo needs. And uh, yeah, if you want to get in contact, it's Lee at uk or on the socials. And remember, we go live Monday to Thursday, 8 till 10 on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube and Twitter. This
1: is a Skin and Gin Gardener podcast sponsored by Flyro.